Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. And today we are venturing into the final frontier. Well, that's what some people call it outer space. And that's actually a way for people to invest in it. And to help us understand this space, we've got Rob Desperer. He is the managing partner at Seraphim Space. Welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you, Ryan. I'm really excited to be here today and tell you a bit more about the opportunity that exists today in space technology. All right, Rob, let's start with the basics. Are you a space junkie? Do you grow up wanting to become an astronaut like many kids like me? No, not at all. Quite the opposite. I mean, I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. But ultimately, what's made us reasonably successful as investors is that we're venture capitalists by background. I am, of course, a space geek today. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to be when you've invested into a space station. All right, Rob. So let's get into what you're investing in, your fund. So you've run the Seraphim Space Investment Trust for a couple of years now. What does it mean to invest in space? What are we looking at? Well, ultimately, we recognize that to address some of the world's biggest challenges from ubiquitous connectivity to climate change to global security, the only place you can do that from at scale is space. Space enables us to map, to model, to manage an entire Earth ecosystem and ultimately produce data that can impact all vertical industries. So it's the most powerful domain and we can, as a result, build some of the world's biggest companies. And we're already seeing that with the likes of SpaceX. Well, it's not very obvious how the link between space investment and ESG is. So how does space contribute to this part of the equation? So space has the potential to address some of uh, humankind's biggest challenges across ubiquitous connectivity to climate change. Space has the potential to impact across all three areas of ESG. From an environmental perspective, space allows us to monitor the whole Earth ecosystem in near real time. We can, in near real time, look at deforestation in the Amazon, but we can also look at complete food supply chains as well. We can mon- monitor illegal fishing and we can look at the change detection that's happening around wildfires, earthquakes, floods as well. From an S perspective or a social perspective, space has a unique perspective there. At the moment, only half of the world has internet capability. With space, we can bring broadband to the whole world. We've been investing into companies that are now providing direct-to-cellular phone 5G connectivity. This opens up massive economies and industries. From a G perspective, a governance perspective, then we can hold governments to account globally. Really, the big focus at the moment is around global security. Space is playing a critical role as we look at the difficult situation that we're facing in Ukraine today. Wow, I really like how all these dots are being connected and pushing forward the ESG agenda. Now, we talked about ESG, and that is also a big topic when it comes to the world of finance. So how does space investing count as sustainable finance? Well, the great thing about space is that space enables us to manage climate change and also potentially mitigate it as well. It's very rare for any other technologies to be able to do that. So space financing ticks those boxes. 
It's also critical from our perspective that we maintain a sustainable space environment to focus on sustainability on Earth. And we're already thinking about that. We want to be good custodians of the space environment. In the UK, we're currently looking at kite marking around how we can make sure that space is a sustainable investment category. We are in conversation with Rob Desborough. He's the managing partner of Set From Space. Now, Rob, let's look at some of your more interesting investments in your portfolio. I think there's four or five companies I would highlight. Uh, Satellite View is a UK company. Satellite View is uniquely placed to be the world's thermometer. They're building a constellation of uh, satellites that will provide building level thermal footprinting. This enables us to understand from a climate perspective the thermal output for buildings, but also it enables us to understand manufacturing output and it uniquely has a global security angle as well in that we can understand what is happening on the ground with vehicles. ISI is a world-leading company based out in Finland. Their synthetic aperture radar technology enables us to, in near real time, understand deforestation in the Amazon, but also look at wildfire detection and understand the impact from global weather events like hurricanes and floods. It also uniquely has a dual-use capability in that it can track um, objects on the ground. Now, on your list as well, which you've got in front of me, is AstroSkill. So this is a company that specializes in space debris removal. That's right. At the moment, you know, we're, space is becoming an increasingly populated environment. And it's critical that we make it a sustainable environment and we manage what's happening within space as well. AstroScale is looking at space debris removal and it's very much the leader in its field. Headquartered in Japan, the company has raised several hundred million and is playing a key role in terms of removing satellites, satellite life extension and really managing that environment we're building. I like this one, Planet Watchers. And I think farmers can look forward to something from you. That's right. Planet Watchers is utilizing space data and in particular radar data to provide an insurance product for farmers. So farmers can immediately insure against catastrophic loss of their crops around weather events. It's a leader in its field at the moment and is really educating the insurance industry about the opportunity that space data provides in understanding risk. Okay, one more list is Spire and this is around collecting data and making sense of it. That's right. So SPA is collecting location data for ships and also planes, and it's also providing weather data as well. Their five-day weather forecast is better than government's three-day weather forecast, and it's one of the leading constellation companies out there at the moment. SPA listed on the New York Stock Exchange in 2021, and it's already turning over revenues in excess of $100 million. All right, let's take a step back, right? When you look at Seraphim Space's approach towards investing in ESG, what are some of the traits you're looking for when you decide, hey, this is a company I want to put my money behind? So we've uh, fundamentally included ESG within our due diligence processes. We've been a leader in that field. We launched our ESG policy in September of last year. It's really important from our perspective, as many of these companies are dual-use technologies, so they can be used commercially and by governments, that this is a force for good. 
or at least it's fair to defend our ambitions globally. So we make sure that um, technologies don't have any offensive capabilities from our perspective, uh, but also we want to make sure that ESG is embedded into how these companies perform. It's critical for us that they're looking to drive towards net zero in terms of their own ambitions, but also that they are mitigating climate change in the future and they're responsible actors within a space environment. All right, and talking about opportunities to invest, I imagine it's quite a competitive landscape when it comes to space as well. Is there a space race going on between this side of the world and elsewhere? There really is a space race right now, and space-related venture capital is one of the fastest-growing areas of venture capital globally. And increasingly, nation-states are waking up to the opportunity that space provides from an economy perspective, but also from a national security perspective as well. There's now nearly 80 countries globally which have a stated space ambition or space agency. And that's grown from 25, five years ago. So space is really at the forefront now, a lot of nations' ambitions and also in terms of their security ambitions as well. So there's a real race out there. So where does Singapore fit into the picture when it comes to getting a piece of action? So at the moment, uh, Singapore is definitely looking for a piece of the action, but is putting in place a holistic approach across different government agencies. They've launched Austin, the Office of Space Technology and Innovation, to address space, bring the different government agencies together. They're putting in place programs to look at uh, across the universities to stimulate indigenous uh, startups focused on space technology. And then also you have large companies like ST Engineering that has got a geoinstitute Sites division, satellite division as well. And also Seraphim Space, I imagine, is trying to get a bigger foothold in this part of the world, your accelerator program. How's that going? Absolutely. So we see Singapore as being our hub for all of our Asia-focused activities. The startup activity grew by 80% in terms of the deals done across the Asian region between 21 and 22. So we're seeing a huge amount of activity here across South Korea, India, Malaysia, Australia as well. But Singapore is very much the hub for that activity, we believe, and there's a huge opportunity here. Now, I'm starting to get a bit curious about the level of interest in investing in space in Singapore because looking around, I don't see any space stations or satellite launch sites. So where are we in Singapore right now? Well, you've already got the biggest space conference in Asia happens here, which is GSTC, which I spoke at recently. Uh, There's a groundswell of interest now in building the space economy in Singapore. We're now seeing uh, there's 75 nations globally who are looking at space and Singapore is looking to take a big part of that. Within Asia itself, we're seeing deal flow increase exponentially and the number of deals done. Uh, That grew by 80% over the last year. And actually, the number of deals being done is comparable to where North America was in 2020. So it's an exciting time. And we're here to help potentially catalyze the opportunity. We've been chatting with Rob Desborough. He is the managing partner at Seraphim Space. Rob, thank you so much for helping us to understand a bit more about investing in the final frontier. Thanks, Rob, for your time. Thank you very much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.